Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson of the O'Kellen class. Uh, she's still talking. <laughs> she's still talking. <laughs> Real talk. And, and now she's got me all flustered and discombobulated, people. Bear with me. Well, there went that. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm joking and gagging. Thanks, Des. Thank you. Somebody, somebody get that man a glass Anywho. of water. Anywho, everyone, if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive, your girls like waters around. Like a Mack truck that says, Bleep, radio. Okay. Okay, so while he's getting his drink of water, so check us out at B4PMuscle.com. And now, love talk. <laughs> I'm Desiree Patrick-Carruthers. <laughs> and my uh, choked-up cohort is Kaylin Patterson of the, of the O'Patterson, of the O'Kellen O'Patterson clan. And together, we are Team oh. Awesome on the B4P Real Talk. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Dying. <laughs> oh, shoot. Are you okay? Are you okay over there? I'm okay. All right. Oh. All right. I am glad because where would I be if you were not okay? I would just be solo, and that would not be nearly as much fun. And you would be so low. <laughs> I would be so low. Because I would be sad. There you go. Because I wouldn't, it wouldn't be P for P Real Talk with Desiree and Caitlin anymore. It, and then I would need a whole new name. <laughs> it would just be P for P with <laughs> with, with Desiree and guests. <laughs> Desiree and guests. Anyway, I digress. I've got it all derailed. Before the show even yeah, started, sometimes, sometimes it just has to be like that. We can't be all serious all the time. Sometimes it has to be fun and games, folks. Sometimes it just has it's to be, <laughs> especially but, when you're in four six years of doing something. You just gotta right. be a little able, right? Right. So, so here, since we're discombobulated anyway, and I know our guest is waiting, so we're gonna get to the getting on. But we already have a question that I kind of want to start with, if that's okay with you, Kaylin. That's fine with me. I, I love that question. All right. All right. So this question is from Shalanda. 
And this is a great question, Shalonda. And she says, Des, quick question. Since you seem to do the research for the show, how impressive oh. is Mike Porter's winning streak? And I don't do all the research, Shalonda. Kaylin, yeah. Kaylin comes up with some good stuff too, but you, I, I tend to do check into a few things here and there. So she's asking, yeah. how impressive is Mike Porter's winning streak? Have the past greats had a similar experience, or is this something unfamiliar to naturals? I'm asking for men's and women's streaks alike. And that is a fantastic question, and we've been having some fun with that this afternoon. So, Kaylin, kind of break it down for us on what you have found thus far. Well, first, I, I started with uh, this a big time, and that was uh, the Natural Olympia. And I know because that was the one I – it was the easy one to start with, and that was because Kiyoshi Moody had won six years in a row. But then when I had sent her that message, she responded back, no, that's not what I'm asking, which is what Des had referenced earlier in her question. She wanted to know if anyone had a solid win streak during the year, during competition. And, boy, that sent us back to the the windmill. We were looking uh, far and wide to make sure we weren't going to miss anybody. But it turns out the greats – even though they've had a lot of great uh, shows and competitions, a winning streak uh, seems to be few and far between. So I went to basically Mike Newman, the historian of natural bodybuilding, and even he had a tough time. And he just, the first name that came out of his mouth was Mike Porter. And I was like, yeah, but other than that guy, you know, who, who's who's out there and who's, who's been doing it? Yeah, so he had a tough time as well. So the most we could find was three and four for the men. And I think, Des, you've got some research uh, you'd like to share as well. And and really, and it is a short list. I mean, neither of us, and if we're wrong, if somebody's out there listening, let us know um, if you've got someone else to add. But the female, the winningest female in natural bodybuilding for consecutive shows consecutive pro shows that I was able to find was Misty Weatherford. And she capped that off with her fifth consecutive pro win at the P4P undefeated show last year. I mean, and that girl was just tearing it up, whether it was NGA, IPE, defect, I mean, everywhere, wherever she was stepping on stage, she was walking away with the first place. And then it seemed out of nowhere, she got beat. And everybody was like, what? <laughs> what yeah. happened? And, that's, and that is not a slam on the athlete who came in first. It's not. But it's just after win, after win, after win, it wasn't expected. And uh, then she took a little hiatus. Um, and then in true Misty Weatherford fashion, she comes back this year at the uh, Greece World. And uh, one first place pro again. So I guess it'll it's yet to be seen if uh, we can see another winning streak like she had prior, and if she can beat it. But as far as I know, at this moment, Misty Weatherford is the winningest pro female athlete for consecutive pro wins. Yes, that's what I got. And before before we go any further, there there was win streaks by Martin Daniels. 
There was win streaks by Meshach Oching. There was winning streaks by Philip Ricardo. I mean, you you have an, a who's who on the on the great, and it, it's real nice to 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 go take a walk down memory lane. Like I said, we had uh, Chrissy Samansky, Patricia Payne. So you're talking about the yep. elite on on both sides yep. that have Brenda, done some Yeah. So it, it's really uh, nice to know that you know we had down through the years a lot of great competitors uh, stepping on stage and. Uh, but that win streak seems to be something that has eluded many. Uh, been, and so this is what we're talking about tonight. And it's really a lot of fun that we had to get down and dirty to do our research. But, I mean, when we look at the names that we were coming up, it was just fascinating to find that they just simply weren't either competing that long during the year or they were waiting for some other show down the line. And it was just uh, – it was really nice to, to see some of the, the, the big names that Des and I were coming across. But it's also nice to know that uh, this is a rare thing that we have. And, Shalanda, that was a great, great question because we really had, uh, had a nice grabbing. And uh, so now we have to go to the man who's basically the topic for this, uh, this, this point and question, and that's Mr. Mike Porter. So, Mike, please introduce yourself again. And uh, let everybody know what's going on with you and, and how the, the wife is doing and, and the, the baby. And we'll get this show started. Sure. Well, again, I'm uh, Mike Porter. Um, I'm obviously natural pro bodybuilder. This year I've competed in NGA, PNBA, ITE. And uh, this coming weekend I've got the Grand Rapids PNBA um, natural show which will cap off this year for me since um, we've got twins due that could really come hopefully not this Saturday, but uh, they really could come at any point or it could be five weeks from now. So, um, yeah. Kinda wow. Right now. Exciting. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh my goodness. So I have it. I, do you already have kids, or are these the first? These are the first. One and two. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And you're sitting out with twins. Oh, my <laughs> Yep. All right. Yep. And some future little bodybuilders in the making. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, that's exciting. Congratulations. A lot of great stuff going on. Um, so we're already getting challenged. We're already getting challenged. Bill is out there saying, guys, be real. Someone has had to have won more than six in a row as a pro. Uh, you know, Bill? I, I guess I want, to, I, don't, I want to clarify also, you guys, it's not been six in one year. It's been six of the last shows that I competed in. So I, I, did, I won three shows in a row back in 2016 with Cliff Wilson. And then um, this year, obviously, we've done three shows that have all been two weeks apart, which gets me to six, six I guess you call it six in a row, um, through Cliff. So it, technically it's not six in one season that are back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. It would be, um, I guess, the last six that I've competed in. So I changed some of your research or uh, your findings. Well, well no, it's, it's, it's even so. 
uh, I was going to say, even so, that I mean, it's a good point to go. So we know Misty Weatherford. She and I'm, this is not the Misty Weatherford show, but since we're talking about consecutive pro wins, I'm going to go in a year. So she's the only person I know to have that many consecutive pro wins in a year. But if you want to talk about just consecutive wins with maybe a gap of space in between competing, then that does change the stats a little bit because you will have pros that, you know, may have won three in a row and then had an improvement season and then came back and run another three or four in a row. And then, you know, so if you want to look at it that way, Bill, there might be some more individuals out there who have uh, won more than six consecutive pro shows in a row. But in one year, that's a tough one because that is a heck of a lot of competing, and I don't know too many folks that can pull that off. So anyway, my two cents, but still, you know, taking nothing away from you at all because that is fantastic, Mike. So the fact that you won six pro shows and the last six shows you've competed in, whether there's a gap in the middle or not, you still brought home that first place, and that is amazing in and of itself. And you look amazing, so it it's all good stuff as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. The names you guys were naming off are just the legends of the natural bodybuilding. For you guys to even mention my name amongst those peers, that's uh, that's a very humbling, uh, I guess, experience. So, thank you. Well, I mean, there you the hard work because I'm just amazed that you know, especially with the level of competition that you've had, it's it's really impressive and, and for me to be there firsthand and to see it, you know, like I said, you know, the guys you've been stepping off in this region, much less the ones that are coming from out of state, it's just beyond fascinating because it's not easy to constantly get on stage and you don't know who's showing up basically until you get there to the venue. So it's not like uh, in, in any other sport where you you find out you know long as soon as the schedule is listed who who you're playing and, and you know who's on the team. That's not how it works in bodybuilding. You basically find out when you get to the venue, and then even still you have to find out how they look and uh, what what they're bringing to the to the stage. So it's not easy, and I, I I'm I'm really amazed that so many people have been trying to help us out, but it's just not that easy to win shows back to back to back. I mean, there's plenty of competitors that can tell you that they've done it, but each time they've had to go up against the best of the best because I notice a lot of uh, competitors that really like to compete are bringing their best to the best shows because certain people are showing up and they want to see how they compare and compete with them. I'm sure you're one of them, Mike, if we were talking about that. I think it was at the, the North American. It, it's I love when you guys are talking like that. Denario was another fella that was saying, you know, he wanted to go up against the top-notch guys, and that's why he was picking the uh, the shows he was picking. So I, I'm really impressed with you guys, and I think that's the way the natural sport is going to have to go in order to get, you know, more people into the, the, the seats and also basically keep that interest in, in the pro side because you guys are doing something really phenomenal this year whether it be men's physique, men's classic physique, or men's bodybuilding. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, Des, uh, how, is, that, is that a good answer or response to Bill? Because I, I think he's got a good point 
and I'm glad uh, that Mike was able to clarify, but now we can really get to the gist of uh, just how important this stuff is because we've got a lot of people doing their research trying to help us out, but so far no one has even come close to what we've been uh, putting out there on the airwaves. Nope, I think that's good, and I think you've got it. So I'm going to let them keep uh, canoodling around in the back there, and they can let us know if they find anything new. Let's get back to Mike. The champion that you are today, take us back to the very beginning and let us know how did you even get started in this crazy sport? (laughs) How did I get started? Um, Well, I guess it was basically high school, college. I was always, uh, you know, athlete looking for, when, once I got done with college, it was, what, what can I do next that's uh, um, something that's going to push me, that, that's very challenging. And, you know, I started working out, and I liked working out. And uh, I moved north in northern Michigan. I joined a gym uh, in Grayling, Michigan. Um, and the owner of that said, why don't you, why don't you do a show? And I just, nah, I'm not big enough. I'm not, I'm not good enough. You know, that, that typical response you get out of somebody that's never done it before. And, uh you know, after he kind of poked and prodded me for a while, I said, all right, well, maybe I should really check out this bodybuilding thing and see see what I think. So I joined a local show in uh, Traverse City, Michigan, and so I competed in that, and I actually won the show. Um, so I was kind of hooked at that point. Um, then I did two more that year, and I think I took second in the second one. And, uh, oh, what a first in the third one. So then I had to keep competing. So that kind of started my uh, my journey. And my coach and mentor there, Rich Farragut at the um, Grayling Fitness Center, he uh, he kind of really helped mentor me, get me going, help me with posing, diet, kind of the routine. Because it's not just something you can just jump into and, and go do. Oh, I'm just going to go do bodybuilding. Well, you need somebody to kind of hold your hand through it a little bit to get you started. So that he really uh, really helped me get me started and showed me the ropes, so I really thank him for that. That's kind of how I got started. Very good. And then here you are. You kept it. You kept. I mean, you kept it up. You've taken some breaks, but you pretty much stayed with it. How have you stayed motivated all these years to keep pursuing, I don't know, greatness, I guess? Um, I guess a lot of it has to come with within. You've got to have that uh, that that drive from within. You got to have family support. You've got to have um, you got to want to do it for yourself. You know, everybody says, "Well, um, I guess that's what I always tell people is, you know, I can tell you what to do, I can tell you how to work out, but you got to want it for yourself. You can't do it for other people." And so I just kind of wanted to mm-hmm. always been a continuous improvement type of person. And what can I keep doing that? first of all, healthy, which is the natural part of it, and uh, continue to improve myself. And as I age, I want to continue to be healthy and look good and um, just keep on that path. And the natural bodybuilding really just stuck out to me as a great way to challenge myself um, and stay young. So that's kind kind of my drive. And now this year, obviously, doing so well, um, I guess my next goal, I, I've got to take some time off and try and make some improvements because you're never going to be as good as you want to be. Uh, and then come back and maybe I come back in three, four years and look at like the Yorton or the Minnesota Mayhem or the biggest of the big shows and 
really test myself up against the, you know, the cream of the crop is kind of what my thought. And not that those guys couldn't show up at the shows that we're doing, but that is going to really, I guess, make sure to bring a bigger class and the best of the best. So, yeah. Well, there you have it. So no IPE Worlds this year? Unfortunately not. Oh, yeah. No, with the kids okay. coming, it's I, I don't have the mental capacity to be on the diet. I need to, uh, you know, for the last eight months, it's been about me. It's time to, to think about the family, my wife, um, and be a family man and, and not be selfish. So that's that's why I'm going to step back and say, no, it's, it's, this is just not the year uh, for me to, to do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, the listener questions are starting to pile up, and I think that's a very respectable stance. You know, from a from a fan standpoint, we're all like, ah, bummer. But from a parent standpoint and wife, I definitely a good move, good choice there. Um, Linda was wondering the same thing. She wanted to know, has he made a plan for competition after the birth of the twins? So um, I think you kind of answered that and that maybe, uh, you know, two or three years down the road after an improvement season, you know, you'll be gunning for the big shows again. And, uh, you know, by that age, the the, the twins will be able to <laughs> run up and down the aisles and cheer for you at that point. So that yep, could be kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, this next question is from Sarah. She wants to know, how is your wife holding up with uh, the competitions and the pregnancy? The wife is holding up extremely well. She's been, I, I don't know that I've met somebody that's pregnant that's been more positive. Um, really, the only complications she's had is a little, you know, some swelling. But uh, all in all, she's really had a really good pregnancy, no morning sickness. Um, oh, wow. Just not that well as, as we're getting close to the end here but uh but yeah she's she's taken it as a blessing and and just rolled with the punches and she's done an amazing amazing job and she's been there to, to help me with with every show so far she's not going to make this one she unfortunately has to go to a funeral so that's not not oh. very good but yeah so but that's okay so I will go and have my younger brother come help me with the tan, and hopefully he can uh, live up to her expectations of what needs to be done and <laughs> how I need to look. He's got big shoes to fill, let me tell you. That's right. That he does. That he does. I hope he's ready. I hope he's ready. So Jacob says, I don't know who's doing better, the wife with her support or the husband on the stage. Both are very impressive. So thanks, Jacob. Um, and Seth, He's got a pretty good follow-up for your last comment. He wants to know if you're done for the year or is there one last show left in him? And I believe you've got the Grand Rapids coming up this weekend or next yes, weekend. Grand what is it coming up this weekend? This weekend. So I am in prep week right yeah. now. But, yes, it would be uh, Friday I head down to check in, and Saturday is the show. So around noon, I believe, is probably when I'll be stepping on stage since it's a yeah. – uh, the Mexico bodybuilding goes first, and it's a running format, which I really enjoy the running format. And uh, it's, it's Leif Anderson's show, one of his. So I'm pretty excited to uh, to jump on that stage. And it's in Michigan, so it's really cool for me. So I'm not traveling 
as far as I have in the past. So that's what really uh, made me want to do this show. All right, very cool. It is peak week. Peak week. How is peak week going for you? Peak week's going good. I, I enjoy peak week. It's it's a lot more food than uh, than my typical, I guess, lower carb week. Um, and there's just the excitement building up to the show. So yeah, it's going well, and uh, just ready for Saturday to be here. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I gotta jump in because I want to give a shout out because I, I got two of my uh, listeners that are part of my gym, and they're saying, "Hey, don't forget to give him his shout out for everything he did for the kids at the Windy City." And um, they were there. Oh, my pleasure. So we had some chaper- yeah, we had some uh, chaperones that were they I would love to say that the kids were rough and tough but they weren't. They were really excited to be at that show. And one of the things that they were really impressed with is every uh bodybuilder's big muscles because they're used to seeing uh you know, I guess less fitness in their uh atmosphere that they do on a daily basis. And all I did was ask Mike if he could come over and just spend a couple of minutes and he spent more like five to ten. So it, it was really nice for them to engage with him and take pictures. But to, to see the belt and all those other things, it really got their attention. And I'm sure it changed at least one mind, if not all of them. So they they uh, they, they wanted me to give you a shout-out. And I would have done it anyway. But uh, I, I'm not forgetting <laughs> and I'm not uh, leaving him out. That is a valid point. And, you know, everybody comes together for the, for the greater good, especially when it comes to children. And, Mike, I want to thank you for stepping up uh, when you had that opportunity. Oh, no problem. I'm glad I could do that. We even got yelled at by being too loud, getting the kids all excited. But <laughs> it was all in good uh, good fun. <laughs> Very good. So question here from Leon. Um, he wants to know, what do you do away from competing to keep your balance, and what is your why? I think you kind of touched on your why, but just let's go ahead and we'll hit it again. So what do you do away from competing to keep balanced, and what is your why? I guess the biggest thing I think of is um, try and look at yourself, and what are your weaknesses? What do you think is a body part or something that you need to concentrate on for the following time you're going to jump on stage and then I make that a main focus you know everybody wants to work on their their biceps or their whatever their most favorite muscle group is and I always tell people you know you need to work on your weakness and you still need to work your strength but you need to concentrate on your weaknesses maybe you're maybe it's your legs and you need to hit legs twice a week to try and bring those up and that was kind of my uh, one of my goals when I initially started is you know, I just didn't have that separation, didn't have any size on the legs, so I was trying to hammer them as much as I could. Um, so that's my biggest. And then slow down. Everybody wants to just get in there and throw some weight around. You don't necessarily have to move a ton of weight. The older I get, the more mature I guess I'll be in the gym. Um, mm-hmm. That mind-muscle connection where you feel the muscle as opposed to just throwing the weight around. So there's less chance of injury. Uh, and I'm concentrating on what I think I need to work on. Um, and I forget what the other question was. Was it the, the why do I keep going or? Yep. What's your why? 
for yeah for the why just me being a very competitive person um i just i always have a have a drive to push my how hard can i push myself how far can i push myself um can anybody do what i'm doing uh and when i look at my gym i just don't see that anybody has the mental maybe mental's not the uh the word but the the drive or the the push or they're in the gym as long as me or pushing as hard as I am. So I don't know, maybe I'm just weird, but that's, that's kind of my why. Is <laughs> no, 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 it's not weird. That <laughs> makes total sense. Um, one of the guys, and I, I, the point you brought up, I'm, I'm going to basically piggyback and that's the lifting the gym. I, I think a lot of people have misunderstood bodybuilding because we have power lifters, bodybuilders, everybody's got a reason why they're there. Some of them are just doing regular health. Some of them are there to, you know, basically keep their sanity. I've been reading a lot about depression on social media today, and I know this is a good way to do that with endorphins, adrenaline, and uh, all the other things that are positively affected by uh, keeping your health in balance. Um, Larry Montgomery had told me, I think maybe four or five years back, another fellow that you've had uh, the opportunity to be on stage with, and yeah, uh, he said, yeah, he said he could not understand why people were trying to lift everything in the gym when you look at the topic of bodybuilding being building the body. And he said there's certain things that your body just adapts to well, whether it be your legs, your arms, or whatever. Something's going to develop more easily than the, the other body parts, and then there's going to be some tough ones. And he said his thing was basically focusing on the tougher body part with the time in the gym because that's the one that needed the most attention. And I was just blown away by that because I was the I, – I did have a powerlifting mindset. And I, I think uh, one of my one of my mentors, uh, Jojo Sison, had brought that up. He said, you were, you were lifting everything in the gym as long as you could, as hard as you could. And he said, yeah, you had a lot of sides, but there was no real, you know, development in the body other than just being a big dude. And that kind of got me because I know he, he has his way of speaking that finally got through to me. But it was something about trying to outlift everybody in the gym that just made sense back in the day, but it makes no sense to me at all. And I have to bump my head sometimes to figure out why it took so long to figure that out. Was it like that for you or was that just something you just said, hey, you know, I'm just not going to go this route anymore? Uh, you know, I, I never was that way. I guess I always was kind of what works best for me. Um, you kind of leave that ego out is kind of what I try to do. And just I always try to say hi to people at the gym and just not be that. I, I don't want to come off as being cocky or or any of that. So I'm always I doubt you could ever do that. willing to help people. And, and I just – I was never that guy that, oh, I got to go bench 500 pounds and – squat 600 and it just never was me i guess modesty is always the best the best uh quality to have or very good quality to have i agree you know i would agree and i would also agree i think that you must be on the same brain wavelength with our listeners because what you're saying again it's just dovetailing with a question that's been waiting here, and this one is from Brenda, and she's saying, I know a lot of people like to follow a winner. What do you and your wife do to keep from the issue of developing a major ego and keeping the humbleness in the household? 
Um, I don't know that there's really a whole lot we have to do. It's just our personalities. Neither one of us are really have ever been that type of person. Um, we always, that's a, I mean, that's a great question, but I think a lot of that's built into the way that you're raised by your parents. Um, you know, modesty was always very important. We, I guess we both came from kind of humble beginnings as well. My wife definitely did. Um, and you know, me as well. So to get where we're at today, we just feel very thankful and we don't want to take anything for granted. So we really are just very appreciative and very humble. That's the way we look at it. That's a great way to look at it. Brenda has a follow-up question. She wants to know, do you have people trying to give you advice now that you're a winner or have been a winner? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I mean, there's always people that (laughs) want to try and give you some advice, but no, I don't, I guess I don't, it's probably the other way around. People are always asking me for advice and I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to help some people, but other times it's just, you know, especially if they already got a coach, don't ask me. You need to deal with your coach when you're coming to bodybuilding. Um, The worst thing somebody can do is, is hire a coach and then start listening to everybody else and their brother. Um, so that's, I guess, a, a word of advice. If you're going to hire somebody, listen to them. There you go. Yeah, that is great. You know, I don't think we've ever had anybody quite say that before. <laughs> if you're working with a coach, don't ask me just because I'm winning. Go back and talk to your coach. I like it. <laughs> sure. I like well, it. I, I, can I jump in on that, Dan? Can I jump in on that? Sure, go right ahead. Um, I, this is the, uh, one of uh, I'm not going to do names, I, but I, I will give the name of the coach, Doctor Joe, and he had one of those kind of athletes that was I, I called her in the land of confusion because it, it it was almost as if if something was shiny and bright, that's the focus that that was going in for her eye, and every time somebody came back with a, a great story and, and a championship win, you know, she had a thousand questions for them. And then she'd take it back to, to Dr. Joe, basically trying to critique him off of his method. And he was trying to explain, you know, like all these things are slowing down the progress of the show that you had picked out. And she would just constantly keep going back, 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 you know, this person's doing this and, and this person's doing that and they're winning. So, you know, why aren't you doing that with me? And he said, well, we're doing absolutely nothing because all you're doing is listening to what everybody else is saying. So, obviously, when the show date came, you know, she didn't – she still wanted to get on stage for that, that that particular show, and it was a debacle. And he was trying to explain to her, even backstage, because I, uh, thankfully I was at that show to the, for its completion. So I got to see the start and the finish of how things were breaking down. And he had even asked her, you know, to, to withdraw herself because she was just holding much more water than she had been expecting because she hadn't been doing her diet and been fudging the information that was given. So it became a hot mess real quick. And I think that's what Mike is referring is, you know, these things can derail a a, a great athlete or a potentially great athlete much sooner than, than expected because they're basically not focused on winning. They're focused on everybody else's winning. 
and that can be harmful, especially in, in, in a competitive season. Um, it, I, I just that's what I two cents. I just want to throw that. Yep, and I don't know that that person is really ready to compete if they're not willing to listen to one person. If they're taking bits and pieces from everybody, that's uh, I guess that would be bodybuilding immaturity to me. And I see that with yeah. a lot of of some newer people. Some people are just ready to dive in and do what you tell them. Other ones, they just want to listen to a little bit from everybody. So take that for what it's worth. And there you have it. So we've been talking a lot lately about uh, different training styles and just different things that work for different people. Um, what would you say um, are some of or is the training style that seems to be working best for you, or do you have a variety of techniques that you like to put into play while you're getting ready to get on stage? Um, I, well, I guess first of all, I work with Cliff Wilson. Uh, he's an amazing coach. He will push you further than you will push yourself and get you ready. The cool part about Cliff is he's got – so many different types of workouts and scenarios and um, things. So basically, I've always kind of been a, a pump chaser, I'll call it. I like those 10 to 15 to 20 reps where I get a good pump and a good muscle feel. And so he's been able to, to cater my training to pick some different workouts um, that are completely different, but yet I guess go after what I'm looking for in a workout. So that keeps me motivated. And it's been very nice to, to, to do some some different workouts than I've ever done in the past. Um, so that's really helped me. Awesome. Kaylin, you want to do anything? I mean, you've been competing a lot. You know, we talk about your training, but we don't really talk about your training style. Anything to add into there as some of your favorites? Well, um, for me – be coming from a sports background, my I, I'm I'm kind of like what Mike is saying, except mine isn't the pump; it's the heart rate. Um, I noticed that I perform better uh, with my heart being elevated for longer amounts of time, and it, it basically keeps me active and wanting to be active. And I, I think uh, Joe Manning, uh, one of the P4P boys, had a chance to work out with me, and he said I was like a squirrel hopping all over the gym. But there was a method to my madness because I'm basically, you know, mapping out the gym when I walk through the door about how the workout's going to go. Uh, it's something my dad taught me way back when, you know, anywhere you go, have a plan on what you're going to do, even if you're the only one that understands it. So I might look a little sick and, and crazy in the gym, but it's definitely a method to it. And I, I definitely got a goal in mind. And I know that uh, it doesn't sit well with a lot of gym owners. Um, even my own uh, uh, friend, Mike Newman, has a problem with that. That's why I work out so early and so late at night and so I can have more equipment to myself and not be getting in anyone's way because uh, it, it, it can be a pain. And uh, when you have a, a style that you do, just like with martial arts or anything else, uh, you're used to doing it the way that benefits you, and sometimes it can be selfish. And so I try to keep my selfishness to myself and spend the time in the gym with the people, with the people's time. And then when no one's there, then I basically get to have the playground to myself. I don't have a problem uh, being the only kid on the playground. It's never been a bother. So 
that style works for me, even though it might look like uh, a little insanity to everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. Different strokes for different folks. So, Mike. Lainey wants to know, do you have names picked out for the twins? We we think we have it figured out, but not 100%. How about that? Um, gotcha. <laughs> um, I guess we had a bad experience before we got pregnant on telling somebody a name we liked, and they basically took that name and used it, so... Um, oh no! I think, <laughs> think oh, we got oh, to figure oh, that's out. That's low. That's low. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're we're not saying. All right, well, well, that's fair enough. Don't do, don't do it. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> this next question is from Brent, and he wants to know what's the best advice you've been given in life and as a competitor. The best advice, I guess, uh, for, I guess I'll start with the competitor, is uh, make sure you bring your best. You can't control who shows up, who's going to be there. The only thing I can control is beating what I brought to stage last time um, and, and bringing my best. And then once you've done that, you've already won. That's the way I look at it. Um, what was the second question? And then what's the best advice you've just been given in life? Given in life? Ooh, that's a deep question. Oh, maybe never give up. Um, I'll have to think about that one. If I think of something better, I'll throw it in there. But um, <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, that's, that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. So while you are um, noodling noodling that one a little bit, um, I've got an off-the-wall question. I don't know why this popped into my head, but it's, yeah, I'm being kind of entertained by it in and of myself, so I'll go ahead and ask it. But when you are on stage competing, if we could hear the thoughts going on in your head, what would we hear? Oh my goodness! Uh, just, I can answer that. <laughs> well, I, you can come next. We're asking Mike first. I would say for me, it's for me, it's really look at these guys I'm up here competing with. Look how long we've been dieting. Um, everybody's high five, and everybody's just excited to be to this point. Uh, I'm just thrilled to be up here on stage with these guys. You know, it's it's a challenge. Everybody thinks that you're up there flexing is not that difficult, but that's one of the things we do is we put on this smile, this fake smile that it doesn't hurt. Um, so we all, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I'm always just very excited to be with the guys that are up there. And I don't know that I've ever done a natural bodybuilding show or I would say everybody has been really cool, laid back. There's not any egos. Um, so it's just a, I guess it's a family, the natural family. Yes. And it's just very cool to be a part of that. That's that's what's going through my head. And did those guys pose as long as I did? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, Kalen, what do you got? Well, I can actually uh, speak up for him because at the Windy City, we got to hear what he was thinking because 
you know, no no show runs perfectly, and his sound system, the sound system for his music went down. And so he basically talked us through one of his routines, and I thought that was so amazing. And the kids were just like, like wow, you know, because they could hear him. And, and, and when you're on stage, unless you've got some kind of voice, it's hard for the people in the back to hear it. And this man is doing his poses and basically walking us through his routine. And that was just amazing to them, and they were just floored by it. I'm glad that question came up, but wow, I totally forgot about that until uh, you said that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so so what were you saying, Mike? Were you like, okay, and so now I'm going to do a front double bicep? <laughs> or what, what was that dialogue? Actually, actually, there's kind of a backstory to this because I'd made another routine um, back quite a while ago, and it's actually when I proposed to my wife. And I had the same issue happen. And this one was actually, I, I created directions to the gym. So I would, you got to turn left and I would do a side chest and then turn right and I'd do a side tricep and then pass the big tree and I'd do a tree pose. Um, so I had to say that to the crowd as well. So uh, I guess I was comfortable with just, you know, you practice it, saying it. I, I guess I like being up in front of the, the people there in the crowd and it doesn't bug me. I know I've practiced, so I had no problem. I wanted them to, to experience my – it's a truck commercial. So I created a truck commercial, how I can, how you can relate a truck or vehicle parts to bodybuilding. Um, like a tire could be a wheel, um, which would be associated with a quad, um, or heated seats to, to warm up your glutes, to keep your glutes or back toasty. Um, which again, you can see my routine coming up here this uh, this Saturday in Grand Rapids. But uh, <laughs> um, so it's just something very creative that I came up with that I recorded myself and then I put the music to the background. I just wanted to do something a little different than the normal. Just and there's nothing wrong with putting music on and then going out there and posing. But I, I guess I wanted to bring something different was kind of my thought. So that's why I created this. Um, this truck commercial and the wife again, Susan helped me with uh, with coming up with different poses and different ideas to say. So um, she helped with that as well. Well, very cool. You yeah. two are quite the team. Is there is there a video of this out there somewhere where we can hear this and see this? Yeah. Anybody? Um, anybody got? It? Oh boy, I'm trying to think if anybody recorded it from the the previous. I mean, I've got it on my phone, obviously, but. Uh, I don't know if somebody hey, well, posted. Hey. Hello. We'd like to see it. Maybe, maybe Kalen's got it. <laughs> did you no, record Kalen? I did not. Oh, okay. I was well, with the kids and we were all cheering. If it's on your phone, you can either post it to Midwest Muscle directly on Facebook or send it to us in Messenger and we'll post it. But I would love to see this. So I would love to see it. All right. Yes, sir, Bob. <laughs> Next question is from Larry. He's saying, since you're not competing anymore after this weekend, who do you think will be the top dogs to win the big shows coming up? Boy, again, that's another point that Kalen said, is you just don't know who's competing this year. I don't know um, any of the big nasty. I don't think Doug Miller's competing. Um, no. So he would he would be a four or a front runner. 
Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other top uh, top guys that that would be competing. So unfortunately, I guess I don't know who's competing to to give a really good idea. So, yeah. well, I'll jump maybe in on that one. Cunningham. I don't. I think he's competing. Yes, he's always been a, a guy I look up to and a guy that I'd like to step on stage with and and see how I compare to him. Um, but well, I yeah, know he stepped on stage at uh, at Lario's show, and wow, I mean, that he he made those guys look small. And you're talking about a great group that was up there, but he made he looked so massive. I mean, he looked like you did at the uh, the North American where everybody else looked good, but they looked a lot smaller simply because your muscles were so full. And that, that's what Siobhan was looking like. Uh, Rob Terry is going to be out there, so he's going to be pretty impressive because of his height and size. And he's got to get an autograph yep. to be ending. So we're really expecting him to be on stage and hoping for it. Um, I know that uh, Kiyoshi Moody is going to be back, and so is uh, Rico. So that's going to be impressive. I mean, it's uh, Garino Mackey's still in the hunt for the IPE Worlds. He's got a great chance at it because I, I haven't seen anyone with his chest-to-waist ratio uh, coming on stage, so that's going to be pretty impressive. I mean, there's a lot of big names still out there. I just wish we could get all of you guys on one stage. I think that would be just phenomenal. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> He said, yeah, sure, but now we just got to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, we got to look three years down the road and make sure everybody's at the best of the best and then throw them on stage and, and make them do it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got to start coordinating that now. Now, now, now. Kaylin, right, I'm going to leave that up to you. Just get an invite out there right. and then we'll just figure out what show it's going to be. And what a show it will be. I'm telling you what. So, all right, Mike. In addition to your wife, who is like your your ride or die uh, as you're prepping for your competitions, um, who else would you like to give a shout-out to that's been with you throughout this crazy journey that is natural bodybuilding? Um, well, especially the last six wins, Cliff Wilson obviously has – pushed me further than I've been able to push myself. I always did very well with, without him, but he he took me to the next level, that is for sure. Um, friends and family have always been very supportive. I've got a, a group of guys at the gym that uh, they don't typically work out with me, but it's just fun to talk with them at the gym. Um, family's always been extremely supportive. Um who else is kind of giving me that drive? And a lot of it just comes from within. So, yeah, that's that's who I would like to to, to give the shout out to. All right, very good, and thank you, Kalen. Last thoughts on tonight? Well, I know if he if his wife had Snickerdoodle sprinkles, she would have some phenomenal looking babies. Right now, that that's just what I know. <laughs> well, 
I think she's going to have phenomenal looking babies, even if she doesn't have snickerdoodle sprinkles. But you know what? They might they might be right. You might you might be right on that. So so Mike, you might have to get some P for P snickerdoodle for your wife, just to make sure I've never these had kids. That, so I might have to do that. <laughs> it is so tasty. It is so tasty. The, the kids will jump out just to get some more. Well, you might have to bring some of that to the Grand Rapids show then, Kalen, so I can give it a whirl. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> that that's a done deal, brother. That, that's a Perfect. done deal. Oh, shoot. All right, Mike. Well, we want to just thank you for taking time to join us tonight and wish you the very best this weekend and in the next couple of weeks when you're going to officially be a dad. So, you know what? Just blessings on all of the above. Well, thank you so much for all the kind words and support, um, getting me out there a little bit, and it's been a it's been a pleasure talking with both of you. No it, it, doubt, it's pleasure talking with you. What did you say? I said it, it's been a definite pleasure. It has, it really has. It has, it has. So, on behalf of Mike Porter, his wife, and the twins to come, Snickerdoodle Sprinkles will give you good-looking kids. That would be a tagline now, wouldn't it? The boys from P for P Muscle, Kaylin and myself, your body is a temple, so let's build it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.